The core idea of reclaiming the morning is this idea that it's all tied to your life purpose, right? So it's not just a life hack in the sense of how can we be someone who is more productive or something like that. It actually has very little to do with productivity. The reason why I think it's so important for women to reclaim the morning is this idea that we are living lives that are often very much formed by the things that we are taking in from the world around us, right? So other people's vision of success, what we see on TV or social media or whatever it may be. And so my goal with Reclaiming the Morning is to find a time where you can tap back into your authentic voice. I think so rarely do we actually live in our own skin. Welcome to the Faith Inspire podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're going to meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling it all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle. Come on, let's get it. I hear from so many women that chaotic mornings are more normal than they would like to admit. They dream of a morning snuggled up on the couch with a comfy blanket and a warm cup of coffee. A morning that sets the pace for the day and allows them to focus on the Lord, recharge, and address the thoughts that get pushed away as they navigate the noise throughout the day. Chanel Dokun believes that you do not have to have an open schedule, be childless, because who knows the realities of getting your child ready in the morning, or even be a morning person to have a morning routine that sets you up for life-changing revelations and peace. Her simple and doable Reclaim the Morning process for morning people and non-morning people will recenter you, help you connect with God, and give you the 30 or even just 10 minutes of quiet time you've been dying to have. If you are ready to put some luxury quiet time into your day, then you are in the right place. Your sense of relief from those chaotic mornings starts now. So let's get to it. Hi, Chanel. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so excited to have you on. You are actually a lady on the same mission field as I am, helping women kind of find their calling and really do so without pulling their hair out. <laughs> so that is why I was like so excited to have you on today because that's a, that's a huge mission and that's just something awesome that we both get to help women do. So that's what I love about you and then also about your new book. You have a new book called Life Starts Now, How to Create the Life You've Been Waiting For for. And I could honestly talk for hours about that topic. I think you and I could just chat about your calling and following God and being obedient, but that's not really what I want to talk about today. That There is something in your book that got me super excited when I read through it, and it's something that you call Reclaim the Morning. So I am really interested in talking about how to reclaim the morning. And I thought it was really fun as I read through that, see, I am I'm a morning person. I am, and the listeners know that I am a morning gal. It's just one of those gifts that God has given me, and I, I don't always show up great as a morning gal. I will say now having a baby, 
it is a little little tougher being a morning person these days. But in the book, you mentioned that you are not a rise and shine kind of gal. That you are more, you know, wake up a little bit later, and that's not just your that's not your jam. But you have this proven method. And as I read through that chapter specifically on reclaiming the morning, it shows through so much. So that's what I would love for you to share today. But before we get into that, I first off would love for you to share a bit about, you know, who Chanel is and some highlights of who you are personally and professionally. Sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. And I'm excited to talk about what it means to reclaim the morning. I'm Chanel Dokun. I am, of course, the author of this book, Life Starts Now. That's a new thing that I'm so excited to share with the world. Um, professionally, I work as a life planner. So I'm trained as a marriage and family therapist, a relationship expert. And that's where a lot of my background is, is spending time with women, helping them figure out how to step into their calling. So what does it mean to live a more purposeful life? I love that I get to do that. Outside of that, I get to spend time with my amazing family. So I have a husband who's a psychiatrist. I always joke that we're like the Beyonce and Jay-Z of mental health because it feels like we both get to have this like great work experience. He founded a therapy practice um, many years ago called Healthy Minds NYC. And so I get to kind of be the co-founder with him and participate there. So I love that we have this opportunity to kind of share our passion for helping people in this way. Um, We get to do that and then, you know, talk about boring mental health things over dinner. (laughs) And then we have a little boy who's seven and he is just the joy of our lives. Like he's just the cutest little thing and wildly emotionally intelligent, not from us, but somehow it's just in his DNA. And we're expecting a little girl. So we're waiting for that. And that's kind of been um, this year. I, I keep saying, I feel like I'm giving birth to twins with, you know, we were releasing the book and then now, you know, releasing a baby <laughs> eventually. So yes. um, that's what's happening in our world. Oh, congratulations. That's fantastic. What a great, what a great year for you. So many wonderful things. And I, I did the same thing. I, I birthed a baby and, and birthed a business in the same year too. So <laughs> I, I get it. There's so, so many blessings, but at the same time, it's like, oh Lord, can I handle this right now? Right. <laughs> so many beautiful things and joyful things to look forward to. Yes. Yes, definitely. Thank you for sharing that. So you have a million golden nuggets within your book. You really, really do. Um, As I was reading through it, I was just really inspired myself. And I just want to remind others that it's life starts now, how to create the life you've been waiting for. And so it really is, you know, how to create that life you've been waiting for. But as I said, I want to focus on really the reclaiming the morning and setting yourself up for success to really just reclaim a life that you've been waiting for, that's been waiting for you. But you mentioned in your book that that really starts the night before. It's not necessarily the morning and it just is like magically there that you really have to set up yourself for success the night before in order to have that morning and reclaim that morning. So can you walk us through really what that nighttime process is? And I believe you call it the wind down routine. So what is the wind down routine and why is it so important? I think that a lot of times when we're trying to start a new morning routine or start a new habit, 
we just focus right on that moment, but we don't think about how to set ourselves up for success. And so I do think it starts the night before. That wind down routine is kind of looking at your day in two different ways. So how do I close out the day that just passed? So what are the kinds of activities that I can do that help me to really shut down and to make sure that I've completed everything that I wanted to complete? So I'm not carrying over worries and anxieties and responsibilities into the next day. And then the other piece of that is looking ahead at what can I do to set myself up for success in the next day. So that's very particular to every person in terms of how your household runs. And if you have other people that you're living with and who you're responsible for, um, there could be a whole host of activities. But I do think it's kind of looking at that two-pronged approach of how do I do a little bit of shutdown and leave behind the things of today? And then how do I anticipate what I'll need tomorrow and what can I pull into my evening as far as preparation goes so that the morning starts with a little bit more ease, which I feel like we all could use a little more ease in our life. Um, And I'm more likely to be successful in the morning if I know that I've accounted for some things at night. What are some of those, I mean, particularly, what is your wind down routine? And then what are some of those things that the women could do to help them really wind down? Like some some things that could start jogging their thought process of like, what are those things that would actually help me kind of do a wind down process? So if you could share yours and then some of those little triggers. Yeah, I'd love to share. So for me, like I said, I have a seven-year-old. So a lot of my wind-down routine involves, as far as closing out the day, what does it mean to kind of put all of his stuff away? (laughs) So how do we do our like evening tidy up, you know, make sure the kitchen's clean? I did not grow up in a household where those kinds of things were like super important. We didn't have chores and rhythms. We all just kind of did what needed to be done. There was no assigned duties. And so I tend to be more relaxed. But as I've wanted to develop the Reclaim the Morning practice, I started to get into more of a rhythm of what feels like my house is like beautiful and peaceful and inviting. And so part of that is the tidy up at night, making sure that the pan is ready for me to make eggs in the morning for breakfast, right? Like those like little things. Of course, we do, you know, bath time, or now he's a big boy, which he would like everyone to know. Um, He's a big boy (laughs) and he takes a shower. Um, So he's like, I'm not taking a bath. So we'll do that. And we do our prayers at night. He reads a little devotional that he'll share with me. And then we, you know, kind of do prayers and tuck him in. And then once he's in bed, then it kind of shifts to mommy's needs, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. So then my wind down is more about how do I quiet my mind. One of the things I write about in the book is just the level of stimulation that we have um, in our days. And I find that it's really important as part of that wind down to have something that lets you unplug and turn off. So I try to stay away from my phone. I'll put it in my bedside drawer. I try to do something that's very sensory stimulating. So something like you know, washing my face with a nice face wash if I can afford it for that month or something. And just doing things that really help me to be present and in my own skin, even in that nighttime. And that makes it a little bit easier for me to actually get to sleep and um, <laughs> get up in the morning. But what about you? I'm curious because you said that you're, you know, you're more of a morning person. 
are you also good at the wind down part of it? Or does that feel like your day gets going first thing in the morning? I would say I do have a wind down routine without being intentional about it. And it's really because the wind down is with my my kiddos right now. And yes. because I'm a morning person, you know, when my daughter would wake up at 3.30 in the morning, I would just get up and like she'd go back to sleep after her bottle. And then I would just get up and start working for my day, which I know is crazy, like <laughs> for, for some other women that is insane. But I would go to bed when my kids would go to bed. So I know there's missed opportunity in there for myself but just given this stage of life for me and my season so I would do the wind down with my son so I would you know lay in bed with him read the books and I would lay next to him and he would kind of fall asleep and then that for me was like my way of kind of winding down and shutting the brain and then I would just go to bed and so that's what it's kind of been, um, not every night, but that's usually what it is. And on the nights when I have time to myself, I've been really good about trying not to go and do work or anything, just really trying to stay in that that mindset and maybe read a book or just lay in bed even if I'm not tired and just pray or just kind of like sit there because I'm the type of person that if I look at a screen and I start doing stuff, I won't be able to go to bed until like midnight because my head will just be moving. And even if I'm not thinking of anything, it just is because I think of the screens and, and all of that, it just, I just can't go to bed. I have more of a morning routine. I do not have really a wind down, but I mean, it is a bit of one that gets me in a relaxed state that I can go to bed. Yeah. I love the way that you talked about, which, you know, I think is good for you know, all of your listeners to really hear is to be attentive to the season of life that you're in, right? And so what does it look like for you right now as a mom with two little ones? It's, you know, it's like, okay, well, I, I have a child that, you know, part of it is how do I spend time, you know, integrating my wind down routine with my child's routine because that's necessary and that's perfectly fine and appropriate. I think sometimes we overwhelm ourselves by trying to fit someone else's structure, right? Or what works for someone else rather than tapping into what's really restorative for us. So um, I love that. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for asking. So that just made, I was like, oh, I don't have one. But then after thinking about it, I really do. Cause we do put away the toys and then, you know, make things clean. Cause that kind of just, man, a clean house or just like semi clean house right. really just does it for you. You know, <laughs> like there's, that's a whole, like it's amazing. The other day, actually, I think it was yesterday, I sat down at one point in time in the day and I was like, wow, I feel like so at peace right now. And I realized it's because there weren't toys like all over the living room. Everything was kind of like, put away, maybe not in its place, but it wasn't on the ground. So there's something to be said about that and keeping that if you're a mom as a wind down routine. So once they've established the wind down routine and they kind of have that that going, they're getting that peace and that, that um, sense of like, okay, I'm prepared for the next morning. How do they really jump into the next morning? How do they reclaim the morning and what's that process? Well, the core idea of reclaiming the morning is this idea that it's all tied to your life purpose, right? So it's not just a life hack in the sense of how can we be someone who is more productive or something like that. It actually has very little to do with productivity. The reason why I think it's so important for women to reclaim the morning is this idea that 
we are living lives that are often very much formed by the things that we are taking in from the world around us, right? So other people's vision of success, what we see on TV or social media or whatever it may be, the family scripts that we have, right? Expectations from the relationships that we're in or what's going on at work. And so there are all these things that are informing what we pursue and how we want to live our lives. And a lot of those things actually cause us to feel really overwhelmed and disconnected from who we are. And so my goal with Reclaiming the Morning is to find a time where you can tap back into your authentic voice. I think so rarely do we actually live in our own skin. In the book, I write that, you know, we've made a habit out of not inhabiting our own lives, right? So we do all these things that carry us away from who we are. So when you reclaim the morning, the main intention is that you would start your day with your voice being the first one that informs your day. And of course, if you're like a person of faith, there's a part of that that also involves being attentive to your spirituality and being attentive to God being that voice as well. But I actually think even in that, it's helpful if we can acknowledge kind of the idea of like the spiritual tradition of confession, right? If I can start from a posture of, here's the truth of my life, here's what I'm worried about, here's what my anxieties are, here are what my expectations or hopes or desires are, here's how I'm wired. If you can start your day with your voice reminding you of that story, it can shift the trajectory of your whole life of what you prioritize and what you pursue throughout the day. So, you know, ultimately, you know, we have a full Reclaim the Morning course to kind of walk people through it because not everyone is a morning person. That's something that you can access on the website. But one of the core things is just to wake up to find some sort of quiet space before you take in any media or any other interactions with anyone else and to start your day with some sort of practice that allows you to hear your voice. For me, that's journaling, and that's the one that I recommend to most people because I think there's something really helpful about a stream of conscious type of journaling practice. But for some people, they really feel disconnected from anything like writing that gives them anxiety to do. So if you can just sit in quiet and kind of mentally process and kind of meditate the same kinds of things you might journal about, but to do that on your own, that's a really helpful start to your day. So I'm the writing kind of person. Like I love and I understand that some people just are not that. And so sitting in quiet might be better just to run the thoughts through their head. But I really liked how in the book you had said, keep writing. Even if it feels awkward, just write like, I don't know what to write. I don't (laughs) know what to write. And just like focus on writing and really try to fill up at least like one page on there with whatever you're feeling. And I like this process because I actually use it with the women that I coach as well, but I call it the brain dump. Okay. And so I was like, oh, yay. So she's doing something like I'm doing. And on the worksheet that I have them do, it's actually just like a a little section. And after reading what you had written, I was like, man, I'm going to expand that because (laughs) I often find myself even like writing on the margins of the pages, like trying to get it in. But what I found too, and with what you had said um, in your book that you found with who you work with and with yourself is that like you just get so much out there and you start to figure out these themes mm-hmm. you start to figure out these themes that you're like continuing to write about like every single morning that you can either like 
you could either give it up to God and have addressed that with him, or you can see maybe where he might be guiding you throughout this journaling process in the morning. And so it just takes that weight off your shoulders a little bit before you start your day. Yeah. And I I love the idea that you're going to expand it. I had a friend and a client who, when she first started the practice, she was like, I really don't know what to write. And she was like, oh my goodness, how do you sit for any longer than 20 minutes? Or how do you fill a whole page? Like I can barely get anything here. And then she realized over time that as she sat with it and she got more comfortable, more and more would start to overflow And I do think that's the helpful part of having the actual journal. If you can push yourself in that direction to get the journal, I think it is great because the ability to go back and to track who is this woman who shows up on the page day after day, right? What are the concerns? What are her um, priorities? Where does her mind seem to naturally go? So, you know, for me, even with writing the book, I I talk about this in, in the book, but I started writing the book largely because I had this idea way back when that I'd wanted to write. But at the start of the COVID pandemic, I was kind of shut down like everybody else, quarantined in my home. And I was doing my Reclaim the Morning practice every day and starting to track the shift that was happening in my life and my worries about where the world was going and if we would all be okay and all of these things and what was left undone in my life. And what I found is that day after day, I was writing about this idea of writing a book. And I felt like there was this message that needed to come out. And so I was, because I'd had that daily habit, I was able to track like, wow, okay, if I was just looking at this person as a character, I would say, she really is concerned about this book idea. Like that's something that's a real passion of hers. What does it look like to honor her and to love her and to support her? Like, what does she need? And it really allowed me to create a space of more grace in my life. It didn't feel like a fleeting desire. I was able to really say, oh no, this is who I am. So I hope that for the listeners, if you start a practice like this, doing the brain dump or doing the reclaim the morning practice, that you start to discover new things about yourself and the kind of life that you'd like to live and areas of your life where you're unhappy, but also areas that maybe you have more gratitude for you didn't, you didn't know you had. Yeah, I completely agree. You just have to, um, it just opens your eyes. It really opens your eyes to things like, as you had said, the world is going to just like keep putting on you whatever they want to, you know, like you, you open up social media and although you follow certain people, you don't know what their messages are. So whatever they <laughs> want to say to you today, that gets in your head, you know, same with the news. So there's all these things like coming at you and you forget those thoughts that you have. So by putting them on the page, you were able to go back there and see like, oh, that is something I want to do. Oh, I really do enjoy that because you do lose yourself through everything that the world kind of throws at you. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love how you you mentioned your own story as just a testimony of 
really like realizing, oh my gosh, we were going through the pandemic. So there was so much information (laughs) coming at us at that time. And so being able to see like throughout all that anxiety and fear and whatever else was going through in your mind of all the things as a mom and everything that you have to juggle that you could also see what God was showing you at that time. Like, hey, Chanel, I'm tapping you on the shoulder here, girl. Like, I'm ready for you to write your book now. If you're ready, I'm ready. Let's do this. And so just really cool that you had that process and now that you get to share that with other women because you have this success story to show like this process actually works of reclaiming the morning and things can happen if you just spend a little time doing it. So you have some pro tips that you mention, um, some pro tips like um, making the morning luxurious for people who are just not morning people. But what other kind of <laughs> tips do you have that actually help with this process of spending about 30 minutes in the morning just with yourself, quiet time and unloading everything that's in in your thoughts? Yeah. So I think um, definitely one of them is to make it lux and to find ways that that time can be really special and can be a treat. I find that one of the reasons why we don't sustain these kind of journaling practices or morning routines is often because it feels like punishment or it feels like homework. And so if you can shift it to something that you are eagerly anticipating every day, um, you'll come running back to the page again and again. And so I do little things in my, um, you know, we're here in my office uh, where we're recording this today, but I have this chair that's behind me that I sit in every morning and it's just a quiet space. And I have got a really great cozy throw blanket that's nearby. I'll pull that up. I'll sometimes light a candle. I've at various times had special hand lotions that I'll use right before I start writing. And just these little things that feel special. So for me, who's not a morning person, I'm happy to wake up and go, oh, wow, I get to like delight in myself in this moment. And it feels like something I'm more likely to want to get out of bed and do rather than hugging my comforter. (laughs) (laughs) The other things I recommend are, let's see, there's a full list in the book. I'm trying to think about a great one. Probably the one that has most shifted things for me. And if you're a coffee drinker, you won't like this, but... I really recommend avoiding any sort of stimulants before you write. And so if you can, suspend your coffee drinking habit or tea drinking until after you write. I think it's really helpful, both for the caffeine and for the sugar. And the reason why is when we're doing a Reclaim the Morning practice, we really want it to be more of a meditative, kind of quiet, reflective state And I find that coffee or tea that's caffeinated just really speeds up your brain. And that's great. It's supposed to do that. It gives you a little jump start, but it takes you out of that reflective state that I find to be most helpful to give you the insight that you need. And I am a diehard coffee drinker. So um, one of the things I do is I love holding a warm cup. So sometimes I'll have um, a cup of just hot water with lemon if I really feel like I need something to keep me cozy that morning. Or I'll do a decaffeinated like herbal tea and use that. And then I treat myself after reclaiming the morning by making like my favorite cup of coffee and just the way that I want it and load it up with, you know, all my honey, lavender, vanilla, simple syrup and all those great things, right? So that might be a helpful thing um, for you to to really bring this practice into your life. 
that makes your regular coffee more exciting. Yeah. More luxurious for that weight, you know, having patience for that. And you also do mention, because this is a big one for me, because usually I do in my processes, I do my workout first and then I do my devotion. But I find sometimes like my mind is already so jumbled from the workout that it takes a while for me to get into that process of the scripture. And so that's kind of the same thing with the reclaim the morning is that like, if you do your workout before it, then you're just kind of like all ready to go. Your body's all ready to move. (laughs) Like it already has those endorphins, you know, and then you got to slow down. That process would be hard. So you also mentioned like, you know, don't do anything, like don't do your workout, don't, as a Christian, this is kind of a baffling one right away, but don't read your scripture yet because you want what's in your heart and in your mind to get down on those pages first. And then what I have found, which is really, really cool, is that all you get that all that out and then somehow the scriptures will speak to you. Yes. You know, like you'll look at the page and you'll be like, oh, were you listening to me? <laughs> you know? Yes. Were you reading my journal, Lord? <laughs> I was going to say, God has a way of eavesdropping on us during this Reclaim the Morning time. And I do. I, I always, uh, my little mantra for it is just to empty before we fill, right? So whatever you can do to kind of empty your heart and pour out whatever you need to on the page and then view all of those things, like even with scripture, right? It's like the bread of life, like this idea of taking in the word. And so that's like a filling that you're going to bring into your life. And I, I think people would like to do a workout alongside it. Sometimes people... Um, want to do a, they like to do their tidy up in the morning or different things like that, or they have affirmations that they say or whatever it may be. And I think those things can all be really beautiful, but they're best when you've allowed yourself to have this emptying time first. And the trickiest one is probably, especially for moms, is if you can, to avoid interactions with other people, right? That's the, <laughs> yes. the danger space. There's always like a kid that's like crying that wants you to come and cater to them. And sometimes we, we have to go and do that. But if you can schedule it so that you're able to wake up a little bit before the kids are awake, you know, because the second you're in mom mode, you've been carried off to that space. And so your mind is already thinking about, what are the things my child needs for later in the day? And, oh, I never placed that order, you know, online to get this thing they needed. So already you've been carried away from your story and you're in theirs. And so it's really helpful if you can just start by avoiding any other interactions. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I was having a conversation with some moms the other day about that, how like the mornings can just become so chaotic if you don't get in even just 10 minutes of time by yourself. You know, you just, you wake up and it's crazy. So by doing the reclaiming the morning process, waking up just 30 minutes early, or as you had said in the book, like just maybe 10 minutes to start or 15 to start or whatever it is, just get your way up there to 30 eventually. And then it may be hard at first, but I think you get used to it. And then you really, if you make it luxurious, you're going to want to do something like that. So what about the woman who says, yeah, this is not for me. One, I'm not a morning person, never been a morning person, not going to happen. Again, we address the kid thing. Like my child wakes up at 3 a.m. Like (laughs) you're crazy. This isn't going to happen. How do you combat like those no way reasons that the listener might be thinking right now? 
I think that first knowing that you don't have to be a morning person. This isn't about changing into a different kind of person. Also, I would challenge that of like, you know, is that a limit you've placed on yourself? I find that, you know, I'm not technically a morning person, but I do love this practice. And I think the way that I've learned to love it is because it feels like something that I'm doing for myself. It is a gift that I give myself every single day. And I am someone who my life is about pouring out and trying to serve others and build other people up. And I feel like I'm entitled to a little bit of space in my day where I can have something for me and also where I can pay attention to my own needs so that I'm faithfully honoring them alongside all the care that I give to others. So if you're not a morning person, I would want to unpack like, what is it really that what's the resistance there that's keeping you from wanting to step into it? The other thing is knowing that you don't have to be someone who wakes up super early. If you're someone who like, you know, like the client I was mentioning, she was like, how do I sit and write this long? For her, she's someone who wakes up at like 8 or 9 a.m. And she just thought like, there's no way like this feels like a I have to wake up hours early and start this new thing. And it really doesn't have to be that. I say start with your normal wake up time, but wake up more intentionally. And if you can just get in 10 minutes of this activity, that would be really helpful. I usually find that if people start there, they'll edge their wake up time a little bit earlier to try to squeeze in more reclaim the morning time because it's so life-giving that it becomes easier to do. So that would be the other piece is I think 30 minutes is a really ideal amount of time uh, so that you don't feel rushed and you're able to actually fill a page or fill two pages. But if you're not able to get 30 minutes right off the bat, you mentioned this earlier, I write about how, you know, just start with 10, start with 15 minutes. You know, there's data that shows that if you write for even 20 minutes a day, that there are benefits in terms of our sense of satisfaction in our life. So 20 minutes can be kind of your your goal, and that can be a great place to just get it going in your life and then see what happens. That's great. Those are great tips. And yeah, I think you just have to try something. If you're in a place right now where you're not liking how your mornings are going, the benefit to you is just try it. Just try it. And my question to you is how long do you continue to try it? Because with your clients, I'm sure at first there's some pushback like we were talking about and those reasons. And so what do you encourage them for uh, maybe a number of days or how long to continue to see really like the benefits of the Reclaim the Morning? So I think that, you know, we always talk about 21 days to form a habit. And so if you can at least attempt to do it for three weeks, that would be great. Just to give yourself a sense of like, have I have I tried and what kinds of tweaks might I make along the way? I think that you'll start to notice, though, some sort of transformation within a week of doing it. It's usually a, wow, that felt really good. I tend to find that women within a few days are sending me messages back going, okay, I can't believe I haven't done this. <laughs> but I think three weeks gives you enough time to troubleshoot those areas that might not really be working for you. And then, you know, also to better assess, like, why is this so difficult and would something else be more meaningful to me? I did have one client who she started this practice. And for her, one of the things that made it hard and that she kind of wanted to walk away from is that she didn't like a lot of what she saw on the page. And she was um, had been avoiding a lot of the hard parts of her life. 
And so it wasn't so much that the practice didn't work. It actually did exactly what it's supposed to do. It illuminated for her the areas of her life to focus on, but she wasn't ready for that. And so that's one of the things we even put in the Reclaim the Morning course. We put some sort of um, resources for mental health support and things like that, because sometimes you'll need to take a break and address some of the things that come out in the Reclaim the Morning time. So you'll step away for a little bit and then dive back into it at a time that you feel more emotionally ready to engage it. I say that for everyone. I, I While I think it's like totally life-giving and amazing, depending on what's happening in your life, you might experience it as this is also hard. Like it's good, but it's hard. And that's an okay reaction to have too. You mentioned your course and you've, you've mentioned your book as well. So I want to give an opportunity for you to let the listeners know where to find that information, because as you were talking about, you know, you can step away from the reclaim the morning process, but I want them to understand, you know, really where they can find that information more, dive in deeper and understand their calling. And then if they do need to step away for a moment, you had mentioned those are resources in there too. So I think the first natural step is if you could let us know really where to find that information so we can dive in deeper. And then also, of course, there's social media. So if you could let us know where <laughs> to find you on social media and your website and, and everything else. But the resources, you just have so many great resources out there that I think could really help the individual who's needing just a change in their their morning process and just reconnecting with themselves and with the Lord and what their calling is. Yeah. Well, definitely. Thank you. Um, you know, you can always go to my website. So that's probably the best place to start. ChanelDokun.com. Um, spelled Chanel just like the perfume in D-O-K-U-N.com. If you go there, ChanelDokun.com slash reclaim the morning. There's actually our little hub there where you can access the course. You can, of course, read about reclaiming the morning in the Life Starts Now book. So that's available everywhere books are sold. On my website, you can get a great easy link to it. So if you are having trouble finding it, you know, at a bookseller near you, go to the website. And then, of course, follow me. I, you know, I spend a lot of time on Instagram trying to be a real human being. <laughs> so, um, not a real, a real human being. <laughs> yes, exactly. Not a real human being um, yes. with an A, real with an A. And so, if you are able to follow me there, I'm Chanel So just go to Chanel and. Um, I would love to connect with you. I always say shoot me a DM because I love to know that you're also a real person <laughs> and um, to just support you and encourage you on your journey toward purpose however I can. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Your book was life-giving to me and I am going to revamp my wind down process a little bit and revamp my reclaim the morning process a little bit now. So I just appreciate you for, you know, sharing what you have learned in your life with other women and being that testimony. So we now can reclaim our morning, reclaim our nights and have some time for ourselves because I think we forget that that's important too. We're giving so much to the people around us that this is really important to give back to ourselves a little bit because that will have that trickle effect of helping others as well. So thank you for just being on today. And before we close out, I do want to ask you just part of Faith and Gather and the Faith Inspired podcast is really focusing on how to find joy 
in Jesus and just like looking to joy, finding joy in your life because the past few years have been a little tough. And so I think we really just should be on a mission to find that joy in our life. So I would love to know what brought you joy today. Oh, wow. Um, Probably I had this little moment with my son. He came downstairs and he laughed at the way that I like made breakfast with him. Like he was like laughing at his waffles and it was just the cutest moment of him being present with me and kind of giggling. And that brought me a lot of joy just to see him and the way that he's growing and evolving and becoming a little human being. (laughs) Um, So yeah, my son. That's so sweet. So sweet. Man, they have they have a way of bringing joy into your life. That is for sure. They do. They really, really do. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Really appreciate you. Appreciate what you are doing for women around the world. And thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so what do you think? Does the Reclaim the Morning process sound like it would work for you? Do yourself a favor and try it for 21 days. Modify it to fit your lifestyle, but make sure to spend time getting everything out of that beautiful brain of yours and lay it all out so God can show you what you may be missing. I'm so grateful you spent time today listening to this episode. If you were encouraged by what you heard, share the love with the women you know and send them the link to this episode. Just think of how many more women could be blessed with faith inspired mornings. Love and prayers. Erica. Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle.